Howdy, howdy, everybody. This is Jared Sterrett, and you're listening to KZCC LP 106.1 Conroe and KZCW LP 104.5 in Conroe and worldwide at OurLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler, and I'm your host for the Weekly Business Hour, and thank you for joining us today. As always, can I be a little smug when I say that? I think we've got a great show. I always have that particular bias, but we've got a great show lined up for you today, and I, again, appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, First of all, as we get started, uh, cover a little bit of the groundwork that we need to do. Uh, First of all, our sponsor of today's show is One Best Consult. That's the number one bestconsult.com. This is a website uh, that I founded as a place for small businesses, not just in the Montgomery County area, but from around the world, literally, that can go and communicate, uh, share ideas. Uh, And also, if you need someone to work with you, to mentor, advise you, I'm available as well at that location. So I ask you a question as I try to do every week. Uh, If you could use some common sense business advice, then I encourage you, just simply ask us. Reach out to us at one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. Take a look at the website when you get a moment, and uh, I think you'll be encouraged if you're a business owner, small business owners particularly, and uh, consider joining our site. Just We have a newsletter. We have all kinds of information, good basic information, I think, sound common sense advice to help you run a better business. And before we get started the show, I want to remind anyone who's listening, if you'd like to watch as well as listen, There's a real simple solution right at your fingertips. This show is uh, broadcast live on Facebook Live. You just need to go to your Facebook and uh, look for the Weekly Business Hour page, and it's a simple click, and you can watch us as well as listen to the show. And also a reminder, if any time during the show or even after the show, if you've got a question uh, about something that we've talked about or you've got a comment, or even if you just have a question about your business, I will entertain those. Just send them to me at... One Best Consult, that's again, the number one best consult at gmail.com. Send me your questions, your thoughts, your tell us how you think we're doing and let us know either during the show or even after the show at your convenience. Well, let's do it. Let's sit back, grab your pad and pencil, as I say every week, and get ready to take some notes because I think you're going to hear some things you're going to want to note and think about and perhaps implement in your business. But take those notes and let's talk about, as we do every week, what's happening in the business world right here on the Weekly Business Hour. And at this point, I want to introduce our business guest who is in the studio today. Please join us in welcoming Randy Morton. She's the Vice President of Better Bookkeeping. She's going to join our what I call our Soup to Nuts conversation. And in a two-part series, Randy will lead us in a discussion on what I like to call all things bookkeeping. So we've got a real guru in the, in the studio today on bookkeeping. Randy, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Happy Monday, and the sun is out shining. Fantastic. Yeah, we need it. In fact, I wrote an email to somebody this morning. I thanked them for this beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. We need a good dose of it, don't we? We do. No doubt about it. Well, let's talk about uh, a little bit about your background, personal background. People always want to know who they're listening to. And then if you would, just lead right into the background or history on Better Bookkeeping. Sure. My background, you know, I was born and raised in New Orleans. You might be able to tell that as the conversation goes on. Um, I've been here for 18 years, um, and bookkeeping has been my life. I, I was in the banking world right out of um, high school through um, our college courses as well, and it just led me, when we came here to Texas, I worked for the Woodlands Chamber of Commerce as their finance director for a while, and through that experience, it led me to Melanie Bush and Better Bookkeepers. I've been with her for six and a half years. And we started out with two full-time people, one part-time person. That part-time person is now full-time and has been with Melanie for seven years. Um, We have seen tremendous growth. Bookkeeping is needed all over. And so um, business never slows down, which is fantastic. We just love what we do and are able to help the business community. Well, let me ask you this. You know, you, you'd mentioned you've got almost seven years of experience just in this local Montgomery County area. Are you seeing people, business people, I should say, small business particularly, are you seeing them more interested, I guess that's the word, uh, about understanding their numbers, their financial numbers, therefore seeking out services like the ones offered by Better Bookkeeping? Absolutely, especially as as the market changes. 
whether the, the market is that roller coaster. They get um, more and more interested. Because if you own a business, you want to make sure that you know what's going on in the big picture. You don't want to just leave it to someone else to do and forget about it. You want to make sure that you have your hands in it and you can see the whole picture. Um, we also run into those few people who everything is private and they don't want to share. They kind of cover it like, oh, I can't share this with you. This is my bank information. So it's, um, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to watch in the community. But yes, more and more I can see people being open because they want what's best for their business. So a certain what I call maybe maturity, mm -hmm. if that's the right word of people, mm -hmm. because I have never ceased to be amazed that someone will approach me uh, either to start a business or have an existing business. And when I interview them and they interview me, we kind of have a conversation to see if there's a fit, a need. Uh, and we talk about numbers too many times. Uh, they're not aware of the numbers. Uh, I can really get a sense or we actually talk about they're just not keeping track of their numbers. They're not keeping their books, not on a timely basis at all, or if they're keeping them at all. They have a passion for, for their business product or their services, and they want to focus on that passion, and they should. That's what started their business. So it's, it's kind of best to let someone else do those, um, those numbers for them. But they shouldn't forget about it. They should still have their eyes on it and understand, understand what's going on with both the balance sheet and its uh, profit and loss statement. Well, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I'll share one more quick story. I actually was part of a process. A business had reached almost $10 million in sales, and it was led by a person who was the quote-unquote salesperson. He had built a business up, but he couldn't tell you if he was profitable or not. Yet he had $10 million in sales, had no bank financing. And no one was requiring the numbers except, I guess, the IRS and I'm not sure what they were getting from him. Very successful in building, but no clue. Really, seriously, no clue. And I'm sure that story is repeated time and again. Mm -hmm. Maybe the sales are smaller numbers, but people just don't have a clue, nor, as you say, the interest in doing their numbers. Well, they're, they're so, again, passionate about their services, their product, that they put the record-keeping, the bookkeeping on the side. And in order to know what's coming next, how do you project your next quarter? What's going to happen? Do you need to hire staff? Do you need to let staff go? How do you do your budgeting for the next year if you don't have really solid record keeping and bookkeeping? Well, you know, you kind of touch on what I, I the next topic I'd like for you to address and, and discuss with us is why is good record keeping or bookkeeping so important to someone, a small business owner particularly? Why is that so important? They need to know what's happening day to day. Day to day, you know, um, you need to know the cash coming in, the cash going out. And without the proper bookkeeping, you have no record of that. If you're just throwing receipts in the shoebox, you have no way of, of really looking back and seeing, mm, was this a good project to do or did I lose money on that project? And so it's very important to be really good, solid, both record keeping, bookkeeping, and then using the reports that are provided in those services. You know, I can tell you've been around for a while, by the way, and something you just said, you said the shoebox. Did you uh, call me old? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. But the shoebox, uh, because that was a was a thing back when I was growing up. I remember my dad got a call from a vendor uh, that said, can you help us square around our accounting? Because my dad worked at that and became pretty good at it. And I ran a business where we had lots of transactions. And I'll never forget the story. He says, yeah, I went over to see him. They had a bookkeeper that worked for him, smoked a cigar. I remember that part. And literally had a shoebox where the receipts, the checks, the cash. And he says, basically, they figured at the end of the year, if there was anything in the shoebox, in other words, money, then they had made money and done okay. And I'm sure it wasn't literally like that, but the shoebox, that, that kind of mm -hmm. dates us. But you're exactly right. People just put things in a shoebox, whether it's a deposit in the bank or, heck, I found deposits in, in the drawer of the owner that hadn't been made for a week because it really wasn't important for them to go to the bank to make the deposit. They, so, they found, uh, we've had clients find deposits under the seat in the car because it just didn't make it to the bank. They bring it at home to bring to their spouse to go to the bank for them. And the deposit was found six months later under the car seat. So it happens. Isn't that amazing? Well, I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, it's 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 got to be as someone who's owned and operated and built and sold 
several businesses in my life, grew up in a family business that grew to be very large. I need numbers. I need to understand numbers. If nothing else, I mean, we're here at the end of the year, going into New Year, to do my planning for the next year, mm -hmm. to project how my sales. And I mean, there's just all kinds of good reasons to know those numbers, aren't there? Absolutely. Budgeting is important and understanding what can you grow on and what do you need to cut back so that you can maybe um, approach a new project that you are wanting to do. Now, you work with your clients to produce a budget, is, or some of them. Is, is that true? We don't advise. Okay. We don't, but we will produce the reports needed so that they, and maybe if they have a board of directors or other business partners, can work with the reports that we can provide. But we don't typically advise. So what you're doing is providing what I call good numbers. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. People have numbers that they've generated out of their systems that they're using, whether it's software or manual. But what's, I mean, what does it take to produce good numbers? You need to be accurate. You need to be accurate with your numbers. We've seen files where their bookkeeper that's paid on staff every day will create new bank accounts that are called transfers just because they see the information on the bank statement that says transferred from or transferred to in the last four digits. So they make a new account in their chart when really it was the owner's equity. It's just coming to and from their pocket. So those aren't good numbers. It's not close to correctly. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea that you, to me, numbers need to be two things. They need to be accurate mm -hmm. and they need to be timely. Absolutely. And the timeliness is another issue because if I don't, if I run a business and I really don't understand the importance of my numbers, and again, numbers, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about our financials, mm -hmm. our P&L, balance sheet, cash flow, the things we need to run a business, uh, the timeliness. Talk to us a little bit about the importance of timeliness in receiving numbers. So it's so important when we are doing our bookkeeping, we will create an account in the other expense column called ask client for information. Because if there's some a new transaction that comes in that we're not familiar with because it's not recurring, we'll need to ask the client for that information. And if the client isn't timely in responding to us, then all of a sudden they're looking for quarterly estimates for the IRS. And if those numbers aren't accurate, then their estimates aren't right on. So we need to, you know, open that communication. And we usually become a pain. We usually say, we are still looking for those ask client answers. And um, our clients are pretty used to us bugging them for that information. But our new clients have to get used to our um, system. Because there, there'll be times with a new client that there's six months worth of ask client questions just sitting there waiting. So when the CPA gets the ball, they're like, what is this information? <laughs> well, you know, and it, it, it's interesting to me, the timeliness, you know, and the environment. I, I recommend my clients out to people like you in, in various professions. And I actually uh, didn't have a good bookkeeping service in, in a part of Houston. I needed something geographically close. And I asked one of my fellow Silver Foxes, anyway, they gave me a recommendation. I recommended the client. I went out and interviewed the people, had an office with, I don't know, eight, ten people working in the office. So it was sizable firms, so on and so forth. And I love to tell the story because we contracted. And I said, well, we'd like our financials by the 10th because we use them to look at the next month and so on and so forth. No big issue. And then after we were with them, first month, second month, we weren't getting them until the 20th, 25th. So my reputation on the line, if nothing else, I made a contact visit with the owner and she, you know, what, I said, what's the issue? She said, well, we, our system just, I said, but we need our numbers by the 10th. Mm -hmm. And she basically told me in a whisper, says, basically none of our clients care about when they get their numbers. That's I mean, and, and that was how they ran their business. So getting your numbers in a timely way can make a difference in the success of a business the way I look at it. And some of our nonprofit clients have board meetings that require those financials as well. And and sometimes they're the second week of the month, third week of the month. So we want to make sure we get those financials in your hands so you can review, ask your questions before you present them to your board. Right. It's very important. Always good to have that pressure of a board, <laughs> advisory board, or somebody, husband or wife, spouse, who maybe is not in the business. But many times that pressure is not there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we're at the end of our first segment here. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to visit with Randy, continue this discussion, talk about some of the particular documents, such as cash flow, balance sheets, 
get into a little bit of depth of why those are important in business and why, if you're not, you should pay attention to them. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936 941-8778. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of One Best Consultant. We welcome you back to the second part of today's show, where we're having a soup to nuts conversation with Randy Morton, Vice President of Better Bookkeepers, and she's telling us everything we need to know about bookkeeping. How about that, Randy? Is that kind of an introduction? You like that? Exciting world of bookkeeping. Well, it is an exciting and very, very important world. We've been talking about some of the great stories that you've seen in your life and a few that I've come across, uh, the importance of numbers, the timeliness of numbers. Uh, I can't overemphasize it. I try it with all my clients. If they're not already tuned into that, it's one of the key things because to me, to build a good, solid business and be successful, uh, you've got to have good numbers and you have to have them on a timely basis and you got to be willing to act on them. But I'd like to take this part of the show and, and really kind of get into some of the specific things. And you and I talked prior to the show about the balance sheet. So many people dismiss the balance sheet and they may understand their numbers. These are, It's a pretty large group of people. Mm-hmm. And unless they have a bank or a board of directors particularly, but a bank in particular, a lender looks at that balance sheet and is important. Uh, they dismiss the balance sheet. Well, it's not that important. My P&L is important, but my balance sheet, okay, so what? The Let's P- talk about the balance sheet and sure. share with us why you think it's so important that someone pays attention to their balance sheet. Sure. The balance sheet is tremendously important. It's the, the health record of your business. Because first you have your, your bank accounts in, in your assets, and it shows, you know, how is your cash flow doing? How is your assets? Do you, do you own assets that are not listed on that balance sheet? Because it's very important. People will go out and maybe buy a new vehicle for the company, and they don't make it to the balance sheet. And do you have any liabilities to help pay off those assets, the balance sheet is going to list that. Do you have any credit card liabilities? The balance sheet is going to show you that detail. And, of course, the equity that you have in your company. Um, that's all listed in the balance sheet. And if you're at a point where you need to get a bank loan for the business, that's the first thing they're going to ask. They're going to ask for that health report of your business, that balance sheet. It is so important. Um, you know, good numbers doesn't necessarily mean that it's, very positive numbers. Sometimes good numbers reflect that the business isn't doing well. 
but if you have a good report, then you can see ways of improving so that that net income can actually be in the classroom. You know, I really like the way you couch it, a health report. And that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, at any given time, when we look at our numbers, the P&L, they are strictly a snapshot at any given point in time, doesn't. But the, the balance sheet I always looked is somewhat predictive of the future. And like you say, it's a health report snapshot, just like the P&L and cash flow of any given moment. But the balance sheet offers lots of information, mm-hmm. assets, liabilities, accounts receivable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks talk about that, collections. That's a big topic I'm going to touch on today very briefly in my conversation. But uh, the idea of the liabilities and whether we're making progress, you know, we always want to see liabilities to a certain extent, long-term notes, mm-hmm. things like that going down, equity section going up. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that equity section. I'm a small business. I got a handful of employees. Why is the equity section so important to read for the health of my business that I need to understand it? I'm the owner, right? I'm the equity, right? I mean, I own all the equity, but it still has importance. Mm-hmm. In the equity section, it shows how much in of your personal money have you invested into the company. That's going to reflect in the equity section, as well as the net income. That's showing, you know, kind of a result of your P&L, your revenue, your expenses, your bottom line net income should always match the net income that's on your balance sheet, your assets minus your liabilities. The equity section should be where your eyes go first when you look at the, the balance sheet. The difference of the balance sheet and the profit and loss is the balance sheet keeps rolling over year after year. It shows the health report of the business. How has it been doing since the day it opened? Profit and loss starts over every year. January 1, you will you run a report, you're going to see zero, zero across your profit and loss. And then it just um, keeps uh, accumulating your numbers as you post your transactions and then affects your balance sheet after it's posted. Well, I think that's a wonderful explanation. And I would always encourage people, if you're listening, look at the balance sheet. Look at the, you mentioned, look at the equity section mm-hmm. first. Never thought of it that way, but I absolutely see clearly what you're talking about. I'm always interested where the liabilities, I'm a liability kind of guy. Assets are important. Yes, the fixed assets, but I'm looking at that equity section to, well, you get a history of, of the profitability of the mm-hmm. company yeah. plus what's happening to the money I invested. Is, mm-hmm. is the business headed the right direction? Is uh, from a technical point of view, is the business worth anything from a, a point of view of equity? So you've made some good points there. Let's go backwards a little bit, back to when somebody starts a business. Mm-hmm. And we both know that thousands of businesses, literally thousands of businesses get started every year in our country. I think it's one of the great things, entrepreneurship, start a new business, be your own boss, all the things that get wound into that. Love working with folks and talking to them about that that first step off into their own owning their own business. From a bookkeeping point of view, I'm getting prepared to start a business. So I've tried to make sure I have enough money available or cash in the bank. I've I put together my product, my services. I've done the marketing, advertised, touched all, checked all these boxes, touched all the bases. But from a bookkeeping point of view, day one, as I start out, what is it I need to think about? Because, I mean, day one, do I need a fancy accounting system? Do I need software? Can I keep manual books? What's your advice to the individual who wants to start their own business? The first thing we say is make sure that your bank accounts are set up. So many people start a business. And that first startup, they're just paying out of their own personal credit card. They're paying out of their personal checking account. And that becomes a bookkeeping nightmare because you you have to separate it. You have to show what are business expenses, what are your personal expenses. So, number one, make sure you set up your proper bank accounts. Um, We always ask, are your paperwork, is the paperwork in line? Have you set up your EIN? Have you talked to a business attorney or your CPA? to make sure everything is set up properly. We had one um, young kid who had a great idea for business, came, set up paperwork for payroll, gave us an EIN, a month later changed his EIN. That is a payroll nightmare because then you have to close the payroll, issue W-2s, and then start a new payroll with the new um, employer identification number, the EIN. EIN, I'm just curious, why did he do that? It was bad advice from his mom. Oh, okay. Don't don't want to discredit moms <laughs> on this show. 
That's for sure. Uh, I just thought I might learn a thing or two because yeah. you can always learn every day. So your advice really is make sure you set up a business checking account. Mm -hmm. Let's call it what it is. I find some people a little shy to do that because typically there's a cost involved, mm -hmm. a monthly charge. I mean, you you can't typically find free business checking, right? right. Uh, personal checking you might find today some places. So there's a cost of having that business account. And I think you're dead on about that because I can actually use my checkbook, if done properly, keep track of my income and my expenses, uh, at least to start. And so what you're encouraging people to do is use that checkbook, get it set up. Of course, have the employer identification. We've got to have that. Uh, and if you have payroll, some businesses the first day don't have payroll. In fact, a lot of them these days are sole proprietors and they outsourced everything like you and I've discussed. So get that checking account, make sure it's set up, style right, and keep track of the checkbook. And you don't necessarily need um, a credit card right away because many checking accounts will have that debit card that you can use as if it's a, a credit card to get you started. Um, so yeah, separate those funds. That's a, a common thing that people walk in with and they're their transactions are mixed with both their credit card statements and their personal statements. And that's got to be a nightmare after some time. And it's all a function of time, right? Mm -hmm. End of the year, 12 months later, <laughs> I'm trying to unwind all that and spending hours doing work that I absolutely hate to do, right? That's a profile. That's why I don't keep good books because I really just don't want to do it. I don't want to touch it. Very, very interesting. Well, let's talk about cash flow for a moment. I'm going to address that in my thought for the week. Cash flow is something that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But I still find a lot of businesses don't use a cash flow report. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a report, something that prints out or is typed up or handwritten. I'm not into that, but that they can actually see what their cash flow is. They carry it in their head and they, oh, I don't need any kind of report. I've got it in my head. Address the idea of having a cash flow report, why that's so important, and maybe a tip or two how to get it done right. And we do. We we offer that ability to have a cash flow report, and so many clients just simply don't use it. They they stick to their P&L, their balance sheet. And again, it's about knowing, because it's a roller coaster throughout the year, knowing which parts of the year your cash flow is high and which parts of the year you need to tighten up the belt and make sure that you have enough in reserves to cover your expenses, especially the day-to-day -day monthly expenses. It's very important to know those projections. You know, another thing I find important personally based on experience of cash flow is trending. Mm -hmm. That, you know, obviously P&L is important. The balance sheet, again, is a health mm -hmm. check. So it's a trend anyway. Mm -hmm. But that cash flow to see how we're trending, whether it be seasonal, as you mentioned, or even the economy. Right. Uh, trend to me is three months or longer. Two months is kind of iffy. to, But three months or longer, a little line graph or something can quickly mm -hmm. tell people do you find people using their cash flow as a planning tool like that? We do not see people using the cash flow um, for what it needs to be used for. Um, they, they're strictly looking at their bank balance, so they're not using the reports that they really need to be using. So it's the unused report is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And it is so critical, as I will talk about later in this show, based on some information and experience I've had to businesses. It's something that can really help you avoid stepping in a big hole that could really doom your business, even though your P&L looks okay and your balance sheet's okay because you've been around for a while. But if the cash is not flowing, the business is not working. Because mm -hmm. we, even in the bookkeeping world, we have our roller coaster months. You know, we know when we're going to be really, really busy and when we're normally busy. And we really don't have a downtime, but <laughs> so it's really busy in the normal busy. Um, from August till about end of September, we are busiest with people walking in with either those shoe boxes or those takeout bags with the handles filled with receipts because they have not touched their books for the prior year. And they got a deadline of doing their, but this year it was the 2017 tax return. <coughs> they hadn't done any bookkeeping. So that we're busiest August to the end of September trying to do those special projects of recreating that whole year of bookkeeping. And getting somebody on the right track, hopefully, and using mm -hmm. your services. Well, Randy, thank you so much for joining us today. We're at the end of our section here. If people want to talk to you, get more information, learn more about your services, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, they pick up the phone and call the office, 832-299-6712, or they can shoot me an email. It's 
Randy Morton. My email is rmorton at bbk-tx.com. Okay. Well, I appreciate it again, Randy. We're going to be back next week, talk about some particulars of outsourcing. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll stay with us as we go to our bottom of the hour break. Uh, I'm going to recap a little bit about our conversation today. And then in the Did You Know segment, I'm going to talk about why you need to have your employees smile from the inside out. Finish up today's show. One best consult tip of the week. The number one reason small businesses fail. Don't let this happen to your business. So stay with us. Stay educated. We'll be right back with you. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936 647 3776. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss E.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B, and of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday, right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. This is Rick Schussler, and I'm your host of this weekly business hour, and I want to thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our segment with Randy Morton of Better Bookkeepers talking about everything bookkeeping. As promised, the second half of the show, I'd like to lead off and talk for a few minutes about Randy and the discussion we had today and give you some personal observations. First of all, and I don't want to go crazy and, 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 and rub anybody's nose on it, you need to know your numbers. Uh, it's just so important. And if you have a small business, you're owning a small business, you're thinking about starting a business, I can't encourage you enough. It's one of the top five things you need to do when you start a business, and that is prepare yourself to, to collect the information, the data. And, and as we talked about, you can even do it initially through your checkbook, through your business checkbook, right? Randy's 100% right. Don't mix business and personal. Never do that in a business. Uh, there's a lot of folks that do that. They just feel, hey, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to put it all through my checking account. Don't do that. Put it in a business account. You can look at your numbers. You can learn your numbers. This is not rocket science. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Of course, as your business grows and you start to have employees and you start to expand, 
you want to do a little bit more of a sophisticated job, if you know what I mean, and hire a bookkeeper to work with you either on your payroll or outsource to folks like Randy and Better Bookkeepers. It's just critical. I don't know how anyone can build a successful business for any length of time if they don't know their numbers. And literally, I shared the story about the $10 million business. That is a true story, folks, of a business that was built sales-wise into a $10 million business, yet they didn't know if they made a profit. They really had no, and I mean no, bookkeeping systems really in place. So it's important. It makes sense. And I encourage you to do the same with your business. And I encourage you to, second thing, seek out help. (coughs) Excuse me. Whether you have an accountant, which I encourage every client I have to have a good accountant, CPA, and a good attorney anyway, that helps me as I do my planning for my business. You need the expertise. Again, I know it costs money and it takes a little bit of your time, but have good advisors. Randy shared a story with us. If you listen to that part of the show about someone who relied upon their mom, and unfortunately, and I'm not talking, talking bad about moms, but the mom gave them some really bad advice, as it turned out, and created a real problem that should never have happened in their business. So seek out that expert advice. I, it's so critical when you start your business, when you're in your business, have good advisors around. I say this all the time. I'm saying it again, putting the same emphasis on it. And thirdly, I think it's important what she talked about is the value of certain documents, financial documents, such as your balance sheet, your health report. I think she's dead on about that. The cash flow statement, an ability to stay up on how your business is actually operating somewhere way above the shoebox that has all the receipts for your business. As you grow, and I assume that's the intent of most people, so I'm addressing my comments to people who want to grow and build a stable business for them and their families. You need this kind of information. I can't overemphasize it enough. So please keep your books. And we're going to take a short break now. And when we come back, I'm going to do my, as you know, I'm going to talk about why you need to have your employees smile from the inside out. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and welcome back. This is Rick Schisler. We're to our short segment that I like to call Did You Know? Well, the did you know, did you know why it's so important that you have your employee smile from the inside out? Uh, You might know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, let me relate a story to you. And this is about a business that I went to recently. Uh, It was a five-star, five-star hotel located in the greater Houston area. And I was there for a a, a meal to join some folks in a celebration type situation and it was amazing as I, a uh, car was parked and I walked through the lobby. And at one point I took a break to use the restroom facilities. I was amazed how the staff at all levels, from the valet to the people in the restaurant, the waiter, uh, anybody we came into contact, the person who took and seated us, uh, to the individuals, actually three different people spoke to me as I made my way to the restroom facility. And each and every one of these people had obviously been so well-trained, and I assume probably 
probably well chosen for their ability to smile from within. And that's what I call it. Point I'm making is their attitude was unbelievable as far as they said hello to me. I mean, you walk by somebody, they said hello. Can I help you? Is there anything we can do for you? Now, at a five-star hotel, motel, you would expect, I assume, this kind of service. But the point is that I believe in every business. And it's funny, you go into sole proprietor where the owner's the only person in the business. You go onto Main Street or you talk to them on the phone if they do online. You typically get that kind of attitude, more or less. But when you start to move into the employees, it's a mixed bag. And there's no reason that you and your business should not have at least the basic attitude of that smile, again, from within, and the way they communicate, particularly with the public, with your clients, your customers, even your vendors. Because I think that spills over to why you want that to work internally. Because if I've got a what I call a happy business inside my area where employees interface with one another, say in the production area, fulfillment area, or at the front counter, at the service level, think about the impact on productivity. Think about the impact on turnover. I mean, again, we spend a lot of time in my business talking about customers, customer service, about approaching the customers with a smile on our face, that kind of thing. But I think the smile has to come from within. And I think it starts with you as the business owner. When you walk in the business every day, you've got that smile on. People know when they approach you, you're not going to bite their head off. In fact, you're going to accept them. Even if what they have to say is not that important to you, the fact that they want to communicate with you or they feel the need, this is an opportunity, just like every employee in that hotel I mentioned, to touch, to have a touch with that employee and to improve their attitude and how they relate to everyone within your business and importantly, everyone outside your business. So again, it's so important why you need to have every employee who works for you smile from the inside out. We're going to take our final break of the day. And when we come back, I'm going to offer you my tip of the week. I hope you'll stay with us. I'm going to talk about the number one reason small businesses fail. So don't let this happen to your business. Stay with us. And I think I'm going to provide you some information that'll really be beneficial to you. So stay with us. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. We're in the final segment of today's program, and that's where I offer what is now becoming a well-listened-to segment. Boy, I'm just pumping it all up today, aren't I? No, seriously. The number one reason small businesses fail and how to avoid it. Um, you know, there's a lot written out there and always has been, particularly the Better Business Bureau or the Small Business Administration, other organizations about reasons statistically businesses fail, small businesses, startup businesses, how to get through the first year, the second year, the fifth year, the tenth year, excuse me. <coughs> but I was reading an article recently, and it really was enlightening to me. It was uh, written by Brian Souter. Uh, he wrote it for the Hartford Small Business back in July uh, publication. 
he was talking about the reason businesses fail and uh, not so much, uh, not very heavy on the statistics, but he proved his point. And he talked about cash flow. Cash flow is the reason, according to his information and what he gathered, in fact, his statistics show that he gathered 82% of the business failures fail ultimately because of cash flow problems. There may be other problems, but cash flow. We talked a little bit in an earlier segment today with uh, Randy Morton of Better Bookkeepers about cash flow and the importance of having some kind of report on a regular basis. And again, I'm not going to go through that again, And uh, but I, I just can't emphasize the critical nature of that. Cash flow, how much money you have literally, if you will, in the bank to pay your bills, to pay your employees, to pay your vendors, to pay for the services you have, all the things that you need to keep your doors open. And there's several things you can do. And I appreciate the encouragement that Mr. Suter's article gave me because I went out and started thinking about this and put some things together along with some guidance from his article. First of all, you need to develop that budget. I mean, we're, we're kind of past the time, but it's not too late to build a budget for 2019 if you haven't done so. You need to have some kind of budget as a guideline to follow to kind of compare what you're actually doing in January, February, March, and so on with what you think you should be doing. Because if you get too far off, it should ring a bell, raise a red flag, and allow you to be on notice, put you on notice to take a quick look before it's too late. One of the things Mr. Suter mentions, he calls it a minimum viable budget. In other words, what's the minimum we can operate under and have that kind of budgeting in mind. I'm not going to say that's good or bad. I, I think it's a great approach. Uh, if you have some kind of budget like that, I'm always a growth guy wanting to grow and minimum viable. But the, the point is, one thing I've always done with clients, though, is what is the minimum we need to bring in each month to keep the lights on? Okay. And I'm not talking about buying or adding to inventory, adding a truck, a service person, I'm talking about just to keep the lights on. What's our break even? And that kind of plays into the minimum viable uh, budget. Another thing is protect credit. Uh, you have your credit. Talking about credit in two senses. One is the credit of your business. Make sure you protect it. Don't let your bills go unpaid. And we've seen it before. I've seen this more than once. I was there in one of my businesses in the early days. We were scraping to get by. And we had a way, a process that we implemented where you paid 30, 60, 90, then you pay, you know, we did that to stretch our dollars and keep them in house. But what happens is if that continues, then eventually you're not paying people in 90 days or even 120 days. You're paying who screams and eventually your credit's going to be impacted. And when you need that business loan to get by, you're not going to be able to get it. But I'm also want to touch on collections. Be sure your collections are up to date. A lot has been written about it. To me, it's a simple ABC matter. You need to collect what you're owed on a timely basis. And if people can't pay you, you need to move past them and find new clients, new customers. That's part of your credit as well. Next thing is managing your inventory. To me, inventory, if you're in a business that buys and sells products, that manufactures products, if you're in a service business, to me, my inventory or my vehicles or the types of services where I have parts and things I keep, it's that extra truck that I have working for me, which has an employee in it. To me, that's all inventory. But focus, for, if you will, for a minute in a manufacturing business and talk about the inventory of a manufacturing business. You have inventory. Sometimes we go out and order things because we can't find something. I mean, there's a lot of bad habits. We have expired items that haven't been sold, and eventually we're going to have to dump them. We have unfilled order. We have to pay extra to get back orders in to fill the client's needs. Clients are unhappy because we're not filling orders. We're not managing inventory. And inventory costs can affect you in many ways. They can lead to unhappy customers if you're not keeping enough. If you're missing some, they can lead you carrying extra inventory. That's a place that most folks focus on, but you have to manage your inventory because it represents money, if you will, on the shelves. Cash reserves, the next item. That's an obvious item. You need to build some reserves for the slow times of the year, whether they be seasonal or economic driven. There are always going to be slow times. This is a process that takes place over a period of time. It's not something you run out immediately. You know, in the personal financial world, we talk about having an emergency fund. So if something just happens out of the ordinary, 
we can respond. Well, to me, in a business, it needs to be more than that. Build some cash reserves to protect your business when the downturns happen, because they do happen from time to time in the general economy, if not the local economy. Last but not least, if you will, you need to get yourself an accountant. It's important, (coughs) excuse me, that you have good advisors. And a good accountant, a good bookkeeper can help you build the processes and build the reporting that will help you. And again, we're not talking about rocket science here. We're not talking about building up a huge amount of information or adding workload to your employees. You've got to have some kind of process, though, that provides you at least with what I call a snapshot of what your cash flow is. This is a critical step in building a successful business. So, again, to review those items with you one more time, first of all, you have to manage your inventory. One of the things we talked about, you need to develop a budget, some sort of budget that shows you where you are compared to where you actually can compare where you actually are to where you should be and compare it. You need to protect your credit, both on collections as well as the credit of the company. So when and if you need to borrow, you can do so. You need to have a plan to build cash reserves. And then you need to always have a good account and CPA on your side so that they can advise you from a point of view that how your business is doing from an outsider's point of view. So you know, caught up in your own point of view and put those old blinders on, which can really, really lead to problems. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to close out today's show. I would encourage you to put a note on your calendar to join us again next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 o'clock. We'll be continuing our soup to nuts conversation with Randy Morton of Better Bookkeepers. She'll continue to talk about everything bookkeeping. We're going to talk about outsourcing the bookkeeping. So I think it's going to be an interesting conversation and a worthy one for any business to learn the pluses and minuses of outsourcing your bookkeeping. Look for a podcast of today's show on the weekly business hour page at IRLoneStar.com, our Facebook page, or at OneBestConsult.com later in this week. And thank you for joining us. Remember to stay in touch with everything that's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Till next week, stay engaged and keep your focus on what's important in your business. Thanks.